0: time for our regular sports show Game of Two Halves every Monday at 5.15pm where we host the sports podcasters from the Straits Times. I'm Rachel Kelly and with me are sports correspondents David Lee and Sazali Abdulaziz. Now let's kick off this show with a foreign football but with a local twist. The English Premier League season has recently concluded but this past weekend it has emerged that Singaporean cousins Terence Lowe and Nelson Lowe are spearheading a bid to take take over Newcastle United. Can you tell us more about the bid, David?
1: Right, so the Low Cousins are co-founders of Bellagraph Nova Group, which owns over 30 entities across 100 countries in major business fields, including finance, sports, healthcare, luxury goods, entertainment and robotics. So they're based in Paris and they're worth an estimated uh, US $12 billion dollars. They confirmed they are at an advanced stage of negotiations for the takeover, having already provided a letter of intent and proof of funds last Monday. It has also engaged Newcastle legend and former England captain uh, Alan Sherratt and former Magpies forward Michael Chopra to back their bid. Now, the Low Cousins, former investment bankers at J.P. Morgan, they are known to be keen sports fans, having sponsored a local professional race driver Yui Tan, the national Muay Thai team, and the St. Michael Soccer Association. Now BN Group's interest provides Newcastle provides Newcastle owner Mike Ashley with an alternative after a three hundred million pound bid funded by the Saudi Arabia's public investment fund fell through. Takeover bids are rarely straightforward, but you know if the Low Cousins bid does go through, they will become the first Singaporean owners of an English Premier League club.
0: Sazali, you're a Newcastle fan who's been frustrated with Mike Ashley's ownership. Can you share with us why and what would new Singaporean owners mean to you?
2: New owners, you know, be it Singaporean or, or otherwise, uh, I think they, that would mark a, a fresh start for the club uh, after almost a decade and a half of aimlessness under Mike Ashley. You know, I, I'm not exactly doing cartwheels yet, you know, I'm, 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 as I'm sure many Newcastle fans, uh, you know, are, are similarly doing. We are being cautious about being too optimistic. Uh, You know, we've seen it all before, you know, too many times uh, where, you know, there's a takeover bid, you know, uh, at the final hurdle, things that don't happen, the deal falls through and we're back to square one. So it remains to be seen whether, uh, you know, the the Singaporean cousins can can push the deal through. But if they do, personally for me, it would be the start of me being invested in the team again. After Newcastle parted ways with manager Rafa Benitez before the start of the 2019-2020 season, uh, many fans turned their back from the club, you know, at least temporarily, uh, myself included, you know, and, and the fans showed it in different ways. I think there was a 17% drop in, in season ticket buyers. and for me, you know, obviously it being so far away in Singapore, it's even easier. I just unfollowed them on Twitter uh, and I vowed to only come back when, you know, Mike Ashley is finally out of the club.
0: So, Cezali, what do Newcastle fans want from new owners? Uh, first and
2: foremost, I think to show a little bit of uh, ambition, direction uh, and for the club to be competitive again. Uh, it's been so long since, since uh, that was the case. Uh, how to go about doing that is subjective, of course. Uh, but, you know, I think bringing back, as I mentioned, Rafa Benitez as manager uh, would go a long way to boosting the new ownership's popularity with, with uh, fans. Uh, and in terms of, as I said, building a competitive squad, it's not necessarily about spending crazy money or spending two hundred million pounds the next transfer window. But you just have to look at at what the other teams are doing. You know, outside the top six, the traditional big six, uh, you have teams like Bulls spending uh, uh uh eighty million, you know, net last summer. West Ham and even Brighton uh, had a net spend of sixty five million pounds. Uh, newly promoted Aston Villa spent, you know, uh had a net spend of hundred forty million. Uh, And you know, in comparison, uh, in three and a half seasons, Rafa Benitez was in charge of Newcastle. He had a net spend of minus three million pounds. So I think that illustrates uh, everything that that went wrong with the club under. Ah, uh, Mike actually says, stewardship in terms, in terms of uh, you know the ambition."
0: Now, still on the topic of Singaporean ownership of a foreign club, and Valencia, who are owned by local billionaire Peter Lim, have come under pressure with fans protesting and asking for the removal of Singaporean management. Why is that so, David?
1: So like Newcastle, Valencia also have very ardent fans from within the local community who care very much about local football. I believe they are upset with the upheavals at the club, most notably the sacking of manager Marcelino, who became popular after helping the club win the King's Cup last year. Fans are also unhappy that quite a few of their key players like Captain Danny Parejo and defender Francis Coquelin and promising young players like Ferran Torres are sold on the cheap. However, the club is believed to have parted ways with Marcelino because he did not see eye to eye with the management's ideals of using the academy players. Valencia president Anil Muthi also responded to say that the club have to act responsibly and be financially prudent if the club is to be sustainable in the long run. You know, he he responded in an open letter to fans over the weekend where he highlighted the club's past where when spending beyond the means led the club to serious financial troubles, which, which is how Peter Lim acquired the club in the first place. He, he provided reasons why they have to tighten the purse strings, you know. They, they did not qualify for the Champions League uh, for next season and, you know, with the on- ongoing coronavirus pandemic, things are, things are going to be tricky. Uh, Peter Lim has also come out to say that the bankrupt club is not a better club. You have to look at players like, like Ferran Torres, you know, who came out after moving to City to, to list his demands like a big increment and being made captain. I'm, I'm not sure any club would be held to ransom like that. At the end of the day, I think fans have a right to be vocal and the management must listen to their reasonable pleas. But if Peter Lim and, and co, they are in it for the long run and have shown that they can deliver a trophy and Champions League qualification for three seasons since taking over in 2014... I feel they should be given a bit more time to prove that they can steady the ship and take the club back among Europe's elite.
0: Now we've come to the halfway point of our Straits Times Game of Two Halves and if you like it you can listen live on Money FM 89.3 from 5.15pm every Monday or you can subscribe to hashtag a Game of Two Halves on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. Now back to the second half of our conversation with our Straits Times sports podcasters and still on Spanish football. Now Giants of Barcelona were humiliated mid Week when they lost 8 2 to Germany's Bayern Munich in the Champions League quarter final. This means that Barcelona ended the season without a trophy for the first time since 2008. What's going on, Cesali?
2: Well, uh, many things. The sacking of manager Ernesto Valvelde in uh, February uh, revealed there was a, a bunch of problems at the club. There was a a bit of a rot going on, in, uh, yeah, underneath everything. You know, right after the sacking, you know, sporting director Eric Abidal, who was a former player, of course, said that some of the current players did not give their all, and, and that's what led to the sacking. And this, in turn, led to a, a very public rebuttal by you know Lionel Messi, who is obviously the club's talisman. And in April, uh, six club directors, uh, including two of their four vice presidents, uh, resigned over the management of of uh club president Joseph Bartomeu. So there there's a, a whole uh, bunch of issues happening uh, off the field and on it they haven't been uh their best since we restarted after the pandemic recently as well and um, you know the, the 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 Bayern rubbing you know kept off pretty much a terrible year for them after they squandered that uh, 3-0 lead against Liverpool in the Champions League semi-finals uh, last season. So yeah, have plenty of problems for Barcelona.
1: I feel nothing lasts forever, you know. I can just imagine Lionel Messi and Luis Suarez looking around them and wondering, you know, how, could, how we could do with an Iniesta, with a Xavi or even Neymar. I wouldn't be surprised if either of them leaves the club. There are rumours of Juventus looking to sell Cristiano Ronaldo to Barcelona, but I think it's a bit far-fetched. And, uh, you know, with, with him quite advanced in age, it's not a long-term solution. If Messi does leave, uh, Newcom is definitely the end of an era. There doesn't seem to be many exciting young talents coming through by bulk from La Masia, their academy. And Sufati can be one such player, but you know they really need more.
2: Yeah, just a point about what David said regarding players. I think Barcelona in recent years have made a, a right hash of of renewal and rebuilding their squad. One, as David said, is you know not pushing through enough young talents, and and you know some people say they are not good enough. But we've seen so many players in Alex Grimaldo, Mark. Cucurella, the, the two left-backs, actually, leaving to because they, they didn't feel they could break into the first team. And there's, because there's this hesitance in pushing uh, young players. Uh, instead, we've seen them spend big money on, on transfers, which have turned out, you know, more often than not, uh, to be flops. Players like Ousmane Pele Philippe Coutinho, Antoine Griezmann, you know, all, all of them had something in common. They all downed tools at their previous clubs because they wanted to move uh, to Barcelona. So to me, it's not entirely surprising that you know these players have not delivered. You know, I feel their attitude is, is questionable. Plus, the club have uh, so many players who are thirty two or thirty three. They are pretty much at the tail end of their careers. Messi is one of them. Luis Suarez, uh, Vidal, Busquets, Rakitic, PK. Uh, these these people also have huge influence over the club, which is which is a strange dynamic to have, you know, and, and it can be a big hindrance to renewal. That's why, you know, the, the, the right manager has to be in charge uh, to oversee the whole process. Like how uh, Alex Ferguson phased out his beloved, you know, class of 92 players. All of them moved on or retired from United at different times. So they, they really need a, a unifying force or factor uh, and leadership uh, in management.
0: What do you guys think will happen next for Barcelona?
1: Oh uh, Well, Player power is real and I think you can definitely see it on the faces of Messi and co that they are not a happy bunch. As it has happened before in the Argentina national team, coaches, managers have been sacrificed when Messi is not happy. And he doesn't look like he's trying, you know. I, I, I'm sure Messi fans will, will not be happy with me saying this but, you know, he doesn't even look like he's trying when the chips are down. La Liga is essentially a two-horse race because, you know, only Real Madrid and Barcelona have most of the resources. And unfortunately for Barcelona, Real Madrid look a, more co- look a more cohesive bunch with Zinedine Zidane's return coinciding with their league victory. If the Barcelona management can't get the dressing room in order, I don't think they will pose much of a threat to Real
2: next season. I agree. I think they truly are in crisis, and I think uh, they'll need an appointment or, like I said, you know, some kind of solution where where everything will be unified and, and united again. I think. Uh, perhaps if if uh Chavi comes in as manager, that could be the answer. Uh, know, he was to uh Barcelona when they sacked valverde You know, he didn't come. He didn't think that was the right time for him to go. Uh, he's currently in charge of Qatari Club Al Saad, where he played uh, and ended his career, of course. But he has a strong link to the senior players. Um, you know, but you know, the 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 drawback is that he is still very much uh green as a manager, still very inexperienced. But if that solution does not come soon. We could see Barcelona decline, how they suffered in the early 2000s before the, the rise of, you know, ironically Messi and Xavi themselves. Manchester United uh, again, are uh, uh, an example of a club that, you know, have have struggled to to replace a uh, a key character in the club. Uh, for them being Alex Ferguson, and, and for Barcelona, it could be the same. Their aging players.
0: Well, there goes the final whistle on our sports discussion of the week. We hope you've enjoyed listening to us. Glad to have you both with us. Thank you, Cezali and David. That was an SPH podcast by the Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google podcasts, or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at the Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3.